It's a Married with Channels podcast. Married couple talking TV shows, movies, all that crap. We're talking, uh, we're talking, uh, TV shows. Yeah. 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 Uh, my name's Moose. I'm Jody. And we are the married couple, as mentioned in the intro. With some kids who take up all of our time, so we need to be kind of selective with what we watch. Not only time, but patience. Energy. Energy. I know yeah. we complain about our kids a lot. Love our kids, but, oh, yeah. Jesus. Anyway, that's why we have to be really, really picky about the TV we're watching. So we'll uh, jump right into Dope Sick on Hulu, yeah. which is the uh, limited series about the uh, rise and downfall of OxyContin and Purdue Pharma. And their role contributing to the opioid crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And we are in episode three. We're not quite finished with it. Um, I got, when I was digging for audio clips, I came across some scenes. I'm like, oh, this show's getting like oh, interesting. You, oh, you got some spoilers. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. I know a couple things. Oh, don't tell me. No, I won't okay. tell you, but it's uh, definitely interesting. So what do you think about this show? Not knowing the spoilers, just so far what we've seen so far. What do you think? I like it. It's a slow burn. I like how they cover all different facets of it. Yeah. Not just the user. Yeah. You know, the drug user, the abusers, or the addicted, the opioid addict addicts. Sure. But also covering, you know, the doctors prescribing it, the pharmaceutical company, and how, like, you know, that Richard Sackler guy, yeah. by all accounts, is just, like, laser-focused on getting this drug out and getting it successful. He is psychotic about it. It is almost kind of scary how, yeah. how determined he is to get that drug out. And I'd, I'd be curious to see if that was actually the case or if they're just kind of guesstimating based on accounts. Because I know the Sackler family's very private. They don't do interviews. Yeah. They do their philanth philanthropical art museum sure. donations. And I'm sure they are there, you know, clinging the champagne glass and making the speeches, but they don't, they're not public people. Sure. And but, uh, Probably for a good reason now, because they're probably pretty hated on. Because they're shitheads. They're yeah. shit stains on society. <laughs> I mean, it's just anytime I see a story about a corporate greed gone, not only wrong, but uh, you could say felonious, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all about it. Because sure. it's just an example of a corporation that just put profits over people, quite literally. Yeah. They literally let people die so they can make money. And the, the, the journey's fascinating because, like I said, they cover all the bases. There's no real, like, there's no real, like, heroes necessarily. Sure. Everybody's kind of got their flaws and is to some part guilty in a way. But uh, it's interesting. It's very interesting. And it's well acted. Michael Keaton, you forget how good of an actor he is. Yeah. Like, he is... He's funny. Yeah. When he wants to be, he can be a hard ass. I don't know if you've seen Pacific Heights. Have you seen that? I don't think I have. He was so bad in that. Like a bad guy. Yeah. Just like psychopath. But Maybe. not like, Maybe I'm going to get that. you, my pretty. Sure. More like, like, I'm sitting here in the dark. Yeah. Staring Creepy. at you. Creepy. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Michael Keaton's good. Yeah, he's good in this. I like, I like this role for him. And 
You're right. I like the aspects that they show all parts of it to the, the pharmaceutical reps and how they are, are kind of trained to speak to the doctors. And, you know, this doctor that Michael Keaton plays, you know, is a is a well-meaning doctor who, you know, played a part in in this, you know, but kind of unknowingly, you know. Yeah, um, no, he's just a small town doctor just trying to do right by his patients. You know, he knows all those people. He feels for them when they're hurting. And you got this drug rep coming along and saying, hey, this new drug is going to help with pain. And oh, yeah, the FDA says it's not addictive and it's super cool. Sure. And what's he to do? He's like, oh, OK. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, you know, he does his diligence. He asks all the right questions. But, you know, you kind of. You know, in hindsight, it's easy to say, no, doctor, don't give it to him. Right. But at the time when this epidemic wasn't there, a doctor, like, again, like I said, he's got these, you know, people he's friends with in pain from mining. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm going to try this, try this out. It's interesting too his relationship with the pharmaceutical rep, like they're getting pretty chummy and pretty close and sharing, you know, yeah. kind of almost like fatherly son type of bond you know they mm -hmm. they're going fishing and you know then he's going to seminar retreats things like that yeah um so it's interesting that relationship building in that way it, it kind of it kind of borders on unprofessional in my opinion you kind of cross yeah. the line there a little bit but it's all kind of like wrapped up in this kind of manipulation package of getting this doctor to 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 do what the drug company wants him to do. You yeah, know? but I think, and the kid's name is Billy, I believe. Yeah. The drug rep. Yeah. I think he genuinely believes in the product. Yeah. And I think he empathizes with Dr. Phoenix, I think is Michael Keaton's character. Yeah. And wants to help and truly believes that this drug is something special and you really need to check it out. And I think he probably, you know, there is a bond there. I think there's kind of a, you know, a connection there. Mm -hmm. They hit it off. But yeah, it does kind of toe the line sometimes of unprofessional. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's um, I, also Billy, that ch that one f sales rep chick he's got the hots for. Yeah. Not, not that hot. Sure. She's like hot because she's the only hot chick in the group of sales reps. Yeah. She she's kinda... like the f not as fat person in a sea full of fatties. Oh, wow. You went body image. Well, by, by virtue of everybody else being dogs, she looks really good. Okay. That's what I mean. There. Okay. You were saying? Uh, yeah. And for me, like, if he's supposed to pursue her, it's a little bit miscast. Like, he, I don't know, he he's okay in this role, but every time I see his face, I think he looks like he's still, you know, a teenager. Like, it just doesn't quite face. fit for me. You know, he's British. Oh, no, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Interesting. That's when he was in the uh, the Chronicles of Narnia movie. Ah. And he had the British accent. I was like, oh, look at him. He does a good British accent. Yeah. Lo and behold, that's he his is. natural. Oh, uh, funny. That's his natural tongue. Here's a clip from uh, Dope Sick where uh, it's Michael Keaton uh, lamenting, shall we say. This is from the trailer, hence the music. Many of my patients are minors. It's dangerous work, and... They carry the burden of building this nation on their backs. They're a pain. These people, my people, trusted me. I can't believe how many of them are 
are good now. Jesus. I can't believe how many are dead now. Yeah. Sad, isn't it? The opioid yeah. crisis is sad in this country. And I think a lot of us probably know people who are affected by it, you know? Yeah. Sadly. And yeah, I, I hope this sheds a light on, I mean, but it's kind of like, what are you going to do? You know? The, and the sad part, like the one part that really jumped out and it's just kind of, you hear it over and over again is uh, like somebody at the FDA who signed off on the drug, mm -hmm. then quit the FDA and went to work for pharma. Yep. And it's like, they're guaranteed hear, a job. Yeah. You hear about this in wall street. Yeah. Like somebody who works at the SEC. Yeah. You know, cuts, you know, Bull Trading's incorporated Wall Street firm. Yeah. A, you know, a, a slack on a regulation and they quit and then they go work for Bull on Wall Street. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just a quid pro quo. Just, yeah. just business there's, as usual. You know, and it, 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 I don't know if there's government oversight. I don't know if anybody's watching that, you know, closing those loopholes, loopholes or working to do so because to me, that's just, not okay. <laughs> Probably not. But the uh, back to the show, Dope Sick. Yeah. It's a well done show, and you know it's good pacing, good acting. Um, yeah, I look forward to more episodes. There are kind of some heroes. You mentioned how like, but I think the people working to maybe prosecute or bring federal charges against Purdue Pharma, yeah, are kind of the the heroes that you're rooting for here. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no, but like like I mentioned earlier, we're only three episodes in, maybe. Sure. And the way things work, I wouldn't be surprised if one of those prosecutors somehow yeah. gets a fat job at pharma hmm. to be uh, you know, yeah. To work on their law, their their you know, as their counsel. Because that's how the world works, people. Anyway, anything else on Dope Sick? No, um I would be interested to know. How much of it is based in truth? I mean, in some of these flashbacks go back quite a while mm -hmm. ago. 96. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's been going on for a long time. And, you know, I'd, I'd really like to know kind of historically how much of this is based in truth, you know? Yeah. I don't, I'd say it's pretty close. Sure. But. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, I like it. I yeah. dig it. I dig it. I like it. Dig it like a dig it. And moving on to a show on Netflix we just checked out called uh, In From the Cold, which is, um, to summarize, a, a woman is a mother. Her daughter and her go to Spain for a figure skating tournament. And she all of a sudden gets kind of roped into doing some assassin work for the CIA. Turns out she has been... She used to be a Russian assassin mm -hmm. called the Whisperer, and she left that life a long time ago, moved to the States, changed her name to Jenny something, Jenny Franklin, something yep. boring. Yep. You know, got a husband, got a kid, and did the whole home life thing, domesticated and all that, and turns out she, you know, used to kill people for the Russian government, and the CIA is like, yeah, we're bringing you back in, and if you don't do it, we're going to prosecute you and you'll never see your family again yep so that premise is great 
And I, I went into this thinking, oh, it's kind of like the Americans. Mm. I was kind of, because I love that spy shit, mm-hmm. especially Cold War, Russian, American, all that. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like a little different twist on the Americans. And look, I'll say this. The Americans is a fantastic show. You'd be hard pressed to even come close to approaching that level. But In From the Cold is nowhere near that. Sure. It's a great premise that's done in by its lack of budget, Hmm. acting talent. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on at the end of this episode. Yeah. Okay. So I thought kind of the same, like it just, I think it could be really good, but I think the acting isn't quite there for me. Yeah. Um, a, a couple characters are like when they flash back to like younger Jenny, like that actress is great as younger Jenny. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But I don't know. Something about the older Jenny doesn't quite click for me. Something about the CIA director. I don't know what that character's name is. You but, know what bothers me about him? Yeah. It's his beard. Huh. I don't. And maybe I'm off on this. I don't think a lot of CIA agents, mm-hmm. unless they're like undercover mm-hmm. or doing some sort of, you know, mm-hmm. off the grid, you got to live in the boonies type of thing. They don't have beards. Mm, I don't know. I don't know many operatives, and, so I what? can't really say, but maybe it's no shave November at the CIA office. <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah, this was filmed in November. The actor's <laughs> like, it's November. I'm definitely not shaving it. That's right. And the producer's like, what's well, the CIA? You can't have a beard. It's November. It'll make me seem more shady. Okay. <laughs> not a big deal, but it just it's a little distracting because, look, that might set that aside, my expectation of what I think a CIA person should look like i think in the movies we're conditioned that that you know that secret operative who's a contact for the cia is clean shaven mm-hmm. you know press suit mm-hmm. you know like a yep. stick in the mud yeah. but anyway i don't want to get too much off on that stupid beard because it's a fucking beard <laughs> but um it's just the acting's very kind of wooden and kind of just actory yeah so it's just not quite the caliber i was expecting i guess and it has this feel about it and maybe it's what they're shooting on it feels like it's if lifetime channel made an action show hmm, that's what it feels like okay it just has that look huh that kind of granulated yeah network tv yeah type of show okay whereas like I guess maybe I've gotten spoiled over the last few years with the renaissance of TV shows that are essentially filmed like movies. Sure. They have that grand feel. They have that really thick, you know, silver screen feel to them. Mm. There's no weight to it. Okay. Is what I'm saying here. Yep. yep. I can see that. I, I get what you're trying to say there. I also was kind of taken aback by what you kind of touched upon here. And I don't want to give too much away but there's like a sci-fi element coming into play here both with kind of the incidents that she's kind of brought back in to try and investigate or figure out and then her herself something that happens to her at the end of this episode it's like okay wait so she's kind of by bioengineered i'm kind of guessing that she has some kind of abilities there and look here's a spoiler warning for the end of in from the cold she's on the run from the bad guys goes into a restroom stall and she starts glowing red and her body starts transforming and 
eventually she turns into some gruff dude. Into a man. Yeah, into she's a in man. A, a men's prison facility. Yeah, so. So she needs to blend in. They're chasing after this girl who just landed in their cafeteria. Yeah. So. It, so it begs the question, like, has she been able to do this while she was making cookies for her eight-year-old daughter six, ten years ago? <laughs> Well, I'm kind of like, if you can do that, then why wouldn't you just transform yourself and stay that way so they never recognize you and find you ever again? Oh, you know, that's where the backstory, the exposition will come in in episode two, where they're like, she she can only do it once every week. And when she does it, she's just wiped tired. Right. I don't know. She loses her teeth fall out. I don't know. She she loses an eye. I will say I enjoy those flashback scenes better than I enjoy the rest of the show. I know, right? Like, they're just done well. I don't know. I like that part of the story. Like, just, yeah. just show me that and I'm good. Just show me that TV show. Right? Yeah. And then whether well, you're essentially just getting into the Americans. I know, right? <laughs> which is a great show. Right? If you haven't watched the Americans, you need to watch that. Yeah, we've, we've kind of covered that ground here. Oh, yeah. For so good. A lot. But in from the cold... Like the premise, I remember reading the premise, and I think it actually is one of the top watch shows on Netflix right now. I don't sure. think that'll stay. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's got staying power. Hmm. Um, will, you, will you stick with it? Will you no. stay with it? No, uh, you're not going to watch more? No. Yeah. It just, again, maybe I'm spoiled from good quality <laughs> made TV shows. That, it, we have to be pretty selective about what we watch. <laughs> well, then there's that, of course, yeah, but it's time just- Time management. I need more than just a good premise. Sure. And also the sci-fi shit at the end. You know, I remember like halfway through the episode, she shook somebody's hand and that her hand glowed red. Yeah. I thought that was because of something in the IT guy. I thought that was like, oh, his hand is altered somehow, some way. So that caught my eye and I'm like, yeah, fuck is that? Anyway, looking back, it was kind of foreshadowing. And then you had her glow red and turn into a dude. And it's just, I don't think you need that. Mm. It's like they're trying to combine the Americans with Marvel. Mm. Yeah. And I don't think that's necessary. Okay. I think if you have a good spy show, you go with the, you go with the clandestine shit. You go with the yeah. Jason Bourne fighting shit. Sure. You know, the disguises. I mean, Alias was, there was no real sci-fi in Alias. You built the suspense and. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need the. uh transformer slash marvel movie added in here so i'm done are you you care i don't know i mean if you're out i'm probably out well no because i watched what you watch and you know we watch tv together so well i don't know i was i was maybe gonna give it one or two more episodes but if it didn't improve i was probably out so you know yeah i don't think i'll be all right (laughs) unless i like hear they've increase the budget and it's gotten better like witcher is a good example witcher was good the first season yeah. budget wise and feel yeah it's much better now like they obviously invested in it hmm. i don't really notice much difference between the two personally but well in from the cold it doesn't deliver on what it kind of looks like it should promise all right well we can't like them all right can't like them all <laughs> And Lolo, we do not. (laughs) That's going to do it for us on this Married With Channels podcast. Make sure you give us good reviews. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your celebrity friends, especially if we're talking about their shows. Share. Share. Tell your friends. And also, Rob Lowe, leave us alone. We're not going to talk about your 
Tex-Mex Fire Department show. Um, yeah, share with your friends and uh, go to the uh, Twitter at W, excuse me, at Mary W. Chance. Until next time, I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. We'll see you. Bye.